2: Sutton United Talk Time on the podcast.
0: It's the Sutton Podcast. And there it is! Sutton United at the GM
2: Foxall Conference have put out first division proletary city. Winners of the FA Cup themselves less than two years ago. And what a moment to enjoy for the fans of this Surrey side. They've had their moments before, but never one like this.
0: But the whistle goes down! like for Sutton United, Sutton United, the National League are through to the last 16 of the FA Cup, no longer English football's perennial non-league club, a 123-year crescendo reaches a new peak
1: for Sutton United, who are promoted to the Football League for the first time. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. I'm fairly convinced we're not live, so I won't bother going with all the, we're going live on so and so. Um, but you can reach out on any of the social medias at Sutton Podcast. Um, I think that's now my YouTube handle as well, which is amazing. I um, don't know how I managed to do that, but hey, what I have. Um, joining me today is Steve. Hello, Steve. How are you?
2: Right, yeah, good, thanks. Nice and warm out here in the Middle East.
1: All right, cheers for that. Thanks. I'm freezing. <laughs> <laughs> and Gabriel, how are you, Gabriel? You're right.
3: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you.
1: Lovely. Um, thank you both, especially as I've been very disorganised this week, and I didn't send out my usual confirmation email until just asking, "Can I move it till six? And everyone was like, "Are we on?" <laughs> so, thank you both for jumping on. It was very kind of you. Um, it, it was my daughter's 18, so I'm using that as an excuse, probably for the next 20 years. But I'll use that as an excuse. Um, I wasn't at the match last night, either. Obviously, um, Steve, you weren't. Were you? Were you there in person or watching on telly as well, Gabriel? No, I watched it on iFollow.
3: We watched Master 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 Master
1: Master. it on all on iFollow. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so at least we got the benefit of some replays. Um, yeah. what, what What were we feeling going into the game, sort of ahead of it? How How did we think that we were going to go?
2: I kind of. I mean, you, you looked at the lineup and you basically looked at Wimbledon's team, and it was there, and it was basically their reserves um whereas we'd gone strong um i mean i guess we don't have a huge sort of amount of depth in the squad at the moment with all the injuries so you kind of limited in terms of what what we could do but the only, i mean the only the only difference was obviously kendall up front and and Hart at left back and other than that it was it was basically basically our first 11. um so i think you go into a game like that with with the sort of thinking well okay as long as they as long as the um the attitude's fine then um against against Wimbledon second string and bear in mind it's it's what six weeks since we beat their first first choice side mm-hmm. on the same ground um then I think you've got to be optimistic um yeah. so yeah you get, go into it with um with that thought and hope it kind of goes that way um but mm, yes
1: yeah <laughs> and gabriel what was your thoughts going into the game
3: well uh if you if you brought up the last game there uh, we must notice that since then uh, they haven't lost any games they had like uh, five or six wins and one draw in the championship in the in the league so they were in pretty good shape indeed they were having the second team basically on on the field and we had our best besides Kendall, okay Um, but uh, yeah, I I was worried because, you know, since the new AFC Wimbledon has been reborn um, Sutton beat them in every official game so far, (laughs) there was the FA Cup in 2016 I think Mm -hmm. yeah, because it was played in December probably
1: yeah, we we drew and, and beat them then
3: yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, then the AFL uh, Cup uh, last year at Gander yeah. Green Lane, and uh, now the league game yeah. at there. So you cannot just beat them every time. They will, <laughs> they will not stand for it.
1: But, well, so that, 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 Yeah, that's what I had when um, a lot of people were saying beforehand about what well, we've beaten them in lots of other games. I'm like, that's the only thing I can think that they're going to be using as a come on... Yeah, you've got to, you've got to beat something. I mean, you mentioned some of the changes, but for Matt, that, that's wholesale changes. Three free, free changes from the, the previous team. That's that's proper mixing it up a little bit for for what we've got. They made ten changes. Um, we couldn't. I don't think we had ten fit players that we could have picked differently in any positions. I don't think we could have managed to put ten different players out. Um, even if we played five up front, I think we would have struggled. Um, but yeah, I mean, it mean. I think Matt said it himself in the interview. It was huff and puff, um, but I know I'm an optimist, <laughs> but I didn't feel like we were looking on top, and we just needed to put the ball in the net. Um, brilliant clearance from Donovan. Unfortunately, <laughs>
2: yeah. it was just infuriating, wasn't it? But yeah, what can what can you do? I mean, we 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 just didn't put didn't get the ball into the box enough yeah. um ball just end up in in the sky far too often um and i mean when they've got a six foot nine giant and who's who's winning everything that's that's kind of how um how everything falls and, and we weren't able to weren't able to win an awful lot against him um even though they didn't create anything um thought they were very poor but they took the one chance they had
1: yeah I think um, it looked like Josh just got himself a little bit confused or out of position um, for the, for their goal. Um, and he didn't go to the man. He sort of held back a little bit. Um, but again, it's, it's these goals, they, there's always something that happens. You, I mean, every game would be nil-nil if everyone played defensively perfectly. Um, but once they scored, yeah, they didn't offer anything, as you said. Um,
2: Mike disappeared.
1: No, Mike's here. Hello. <laughs> oh, this is going to be marvelous. Um, Gabrielle, can you still hear me? Sorry, yeah. Can you, you still hear me? Yeah. So they—they yes. they weren't. Yeah, they didn't seem to offer an awful lot since they um, since they took the lead.
3: Yeah, they scored from their only chance. Neville had a slip. Uh, That's what it felt for me, for me. That he slipped a bit, so he was left behind. And uh, also, their striker was completely free in in our area, in the middle of our area. But besides mm-hmm. that, they didn't had any, didn't create anything. Like at the very end, when they had Assal in, they I thought they will will do something, but even Asal didn't uh, didn't create.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so this is gonna be interesting because Steve can't see or hear me at all now, but he can hear you so <laughs> okay. we, we we may we may have a three-way strange conversation um so I mean it's difficult, but there there was just too many overhit crosses um going into into the, into the box and we were, we were sort of relying on hitting the cross deep and then hitting it back across goal um were, were you kind of feeling that as well or
3: yeah, and um what, uh, what we've noticed probably all of us in the last few games is that uh, Josh Neffville, who started very well, has a, quite a bad period of form and he's uh, creating less and less uh, danger. He, for the first time he, he made also this defensive mistake that cost us. And uh, I think this is very worrying because now we're re- relying only on uh, on uh, Randall to, to create something and that mm. makes us very, very easy to read for the opposition.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to ask Steve his thoughts on creative play. Uh, there we go, we have to type it on now. Um, <laughs> One second, because Steve can't hear me, so I'm just going to ask him his thoughts on creative players. In oh, he's gone off. Okay, so Steve may well come back in a sec. Um, but I mean, where is the answer? Um, we've got we've got players who, who th- these players have got us promotion. They've got us last year, um, but it's just not clicking at the moment. I know you've said before um, you're you're not convinced about the recruitment, um, but the the current squad of players, essentially the people who got us here. So what's happening? I mean, everyone talks about second season syndrome um, and we dismissed it at the start of the season. But is that is that a thing? Have, have clubs found us out? I don't know if you can hear us, Steve, still?
2: Yes, I'm back yeah. again. Sorry. OK,
1: excellent. Um, so I was just saying, what do we think the um, the, the problem or answer is even better? Um, we, we, the players got us promoted. They did really well last year and yet we seem to be just firing blanks this year?
2: Um, I mean, I think partly is um, we're a known quantity now. Um, People have got an entire season's worth of of videotape on how we set up. Um, I think we've made subtle changes this year to try and be a little bit more sort of progressive. Um, I mean, I I mentioned when I was on last time, after the um, uh, Oxford game, I think it was, when, that we were, that we're sort of having a lot more possession this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a, just a case of, we need to turn that extra possession into extra chances. Um, Cause actually while we are having more of the ball, um, we're actually putting fewer chances um, to the, at the feet or head of our attacking players. Um, but I think, I mean, ultimately we've got um, Agiboy uh, leaving is obviously a big hole. Um, Niffler has been sort of in and out in terms of uh, productivity. He's had little little flashes where he's had two or three games where he's looked excellent, and he's now in the middle of one of those little runs where it's not quite working for him. Um, fairly poor on Saturday, I thought, um, but um, but Randall Randall's been good this season, so it's mm. so it's kind of been kind of been balanced out. We've not. We've not lacked um, creativity completely from from the flanks, um, but also having so many defenders out, it just naturally makes the team more nervous. I think
3: mm-hmm.
2: so. There's all there's a natural sort of level of caution to our play. Um, so I mean, one one thing that was particularly evident last night was just that just whenever the ball, um, whenever we like head of the clearance away from, a, from Wimbledon cross, like fairly unthreatening area. And the ball was falling to either of our central midfielders, um, sort of 10 yards or so outside the area. Nobody was telling them that they that they had 20 yards of space, in which case, that, and the time in, w- in which they could chest the ball down, bring it down, get it under control, and, and look to do something productive with it. Um, so instead, all they were doing was hooking the ball up in the air and, and um, up to the halfway line, where the ball was just coming straight back at us. Yeah, um, and teams know that if we're not, and th- I mean this applies to any team. If your if your kind of attacking output is so limited as it is for us at the moment, then teams know that they can step up ten yards further up the pitch, and that that gives them an instant advantage in that when they when they do inevitably get the ball back, um, it's it's a lot closer for them to um, to get towards our goal, and, and they don't have to exert themselves quite so much in terms of winning the ball back. Um, so that's just the immediate problem, and yeah. something that I mean, Matt's, Matt's got to find got to find a solution somehow. Um, and it probably it's probably got to involve something other than miraculously getting getting players fit, because I'm not sure not sure how long how far away these players are. I mean, I saw. Um saw a photo the other day of um Ben Goodliffe posting that he was back in back wearing yeah. football boots, so i assume he's he's back in some sort of training, but i can't imagine he's in full contact training yet or anytime no, soon he's, either
1: he's he's on i think they describe it as straight line running on grass i'm not not overly sure um but he he said he was hoping for uh, well the, the time frame he gave was is just just about Christmas. I kind of I kind of frowned it and was like, surely you want to extend that by a week so you can have your Christmas and then and then worry about it. But um yeah, he he's sort of looking at Christmas and I think uh, Matt said in his last interview, um Ali and Harry are a, a, a little bit earlier than that. Um so I mean it, it it's going to be a couple of big signings, basically, in we'll have, we'll
2: have some, We'll have some fresh players um, for the Christmas period. That will be, that'll be yeah, useful.
1: That would be very useful. Um, Gabriel, do you, do you think on, on the possession, because I've kind of thought this looking at some of the games we've lost and then seeing we've got quite high possession, do you think it's just a case of a team saying, OK, let's up and have the ball? Let them have it and they don't do anything with it?
3: Well... Uh... At the beginning of the season, remember we had talked before about after the Salford game, we had uh, Harry Beautyman in who who brought a lot of quality and uh, I felt that the midfield is uh, is playing much better than last year. I don't know what to say now. Um, I haven't looked at the uh, possession statistics in the last couple of games. I don't feel like we are much more... We had possession, for example, against Warsaw because we were in, we were uh, eleven versus ten and well,
1: uh, I think we probably need to clarify a little bit we're not talking about seventy or eighty percent possession but <laughs> we we're, yeah. we're over fifty percent, which we haven't been for for a couple of seasons I don't yeah think. Mo-
2: most like most games last season we were like we were lucky to get into 40s yeah against <laughs> against, mo- against most teams um and we, we but we played we played played on the counter attack we were quite happy mm. to defend quite. Quite deep and soak, soak the pressure up. But because we've got basically everybody apart from, um, apart from Lewis John injured, um, in in the central areas, um, we don't have the confidence in our in ourselves to um, to be able to um, defend like that now. Um, so yeah, I mean it's we've we've kind of we're unable to play the way that we that we kind of think suits us. And we're also now unable to play the, the way that we were kind of trying to move towards anyway. Um, so yeah, we're, in a, we're just in a, in a bit of a hole in that, in that sense. There's no, I mean, unless you just kind of rip everything up and start again. Um, and I mean, we've got now what, a week and a half till the next game. So maybe that's, maybe that's the thought process that actually you can, you can kind of go back to the drawing board um, starting today um, and say okay this is this is this is going to be a new way of approaching it, even if you just say, well this is what we 're going to do up until Christmas um, okay. just get us through these games um while we've still got um players recovering and and sort of just about to come back and when those players are back, then you can say okay right let's let 's put that sort of emergency system out of the way and go back to what go back to working on what we were what we 'd ideally like to do because then you 've got you've got the players that are capable of doing it um, yeah. but I think unfortunately at the moment we're we're kind of flogging the same players to death and ultimately they're just knackered
1: well, this this is a point I, I sort of said a little while is, obviously the yellow card threat has gone now for for a few weeks well a few months now um, but Five players games. yeah <laughs> players um were kind of they knew that if they stretch themselves too much, like for a long time, Rob couldn't do an awful lot stretch wise because um, he would not have Sam to play in defence. Um, Craig has to can't necessarily play his, his normal game because there's no one to take over in midfield. I know that that threat's slightly gone now, with but Sam's obviously fit and able to play. But um, do you think, Gabriel? Do you do you think maybe the players are, are a knackered and b um, slightly slightly holding back from their normal game because of the injuries?
3: absolutely yeah and uh, at least craig uh, has played uh, i think every minute since a long uh, long while so uh, yeah he's actually at risk and i don't want to think what would happen if he if he gets an injury now because there's yeah. no one anymore to play there uh, i would like to point out also another fact uh, that maybe wasn't mentioned this there was a major change this year they allow five uh, five uh, substitutions and this is, goes very much against us. One thing is that I've noticed that Matt Gray wasn't a big fan of the substitutions even before, even when we had something to put to put on the field. But now you cannot blame him at all because you can see that the the persons that are on the bench wouldn't bring something good. I, it was the, the game against Rochdale uh, three days ago just. And uh, he only made one substitution, though the, we were uh, defending, we were under siege. And the theory says that the, the easiest to substitute is the uh, striker, which was Kouassi. But you couldn't, just couldn't take him out because he, was, uh, he came back in our area, he was defending. And you cannot bring a, a fresh player that can make a mistake or can uh, you know, not understand what's going on. So, uh, while at Rochdale, you have seen that the game changed when they put around uh, half, uh, with half an hour to go, they put uh, that Rudney guy, that totally changed the game. Yeah. To their
1: offense yeah, to de- another level. Yeah, it's definitely going to suit teams. I mean, you, you look at players like, um, for example, Johnny Williams, and you wonder now how, how, how well is this five subs going to suit him because he's going to extend his career because he can just sit on the bench and come on the last 10 minutes to go or something and, and everyone's knackered.
3: Even, uh, even at Sutton, I remember uh, one, exactly one year ago when I couldn't wait for the last 15, 20 minutes when they put uh, uh, Bennett in uh, instead of Bugil and he changed the game. He started to create chances and sometimes we won because of a late goal scored with Bennett. Maybe assists from Bennett, maybe just because Bennett jumped and confused them, but still he, he made a difference when he came up.
2: Yeah, I mean last season last season the subs we were able to make up front were like for like both in terms of the player style and also the the quality level I think Bennett and Boogie were both both similar levels um for us whereas I think um Bugiel and Kawashi offer slightly slightly different things. Um I don't think you really want to play the two together um mm-hmm. unless you unless you're kind of dialing back to sort of crazy gang Wimbledon of the eighties and literally sticking it in the mixer all the time. Um, cause I don't, I, yeah, I don't think that's, that's what we want to do. I think we no. ideally, we want to play, play a, 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 big guy and, and, and a, and a smaller, faster one alongside. And, um, but yeah, we've, we've seen that, At the moment i mean wilson wilson's been wilson's been okay but he's he's been a little bit up and down as he has been pretty much since we got promoted really um at this level but um kendall hasn't really done it um he had that first half against uh where he where he looked really threatening um up against at the time was a was a really stingy defense and and you you thought well okay he's he's got his he's got his eye in now he's this is um, this is going to be a op- going to be a good option for us now going forwards. But I mean, he did nothing last night. Mm. There was nothing. I mean, yes, he's 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 been given very little service. But um, even working even working with scraps uh, when Wilson came on, there was there was just a marked difference between how um, how much confidence everybody else had in in putting the ball into his feet and and things like that. Mm. Um, so yeah we, we just we just lack the options off the bench I mean as you say five I mean five subs from seven named is ridiculous there's no way they should there's no way that should have come in mm-hmm. um absolute nonsense and all it does all it does is it favors the um, favors the the bigger sides who have got bigger budgets and and therefore deeper squads it means that they can they can quite happily have um, a squad of 25 um, fully paid pros because they can guarantee that most of them are going to get going to get opportunities through the season whereas Mm -hmm. if you're only making three subs um, then yeah you're having to cut back a little bit and and be a little bit more selective Um, so it's just it's just different for it's now a different thing for Matt to have to um, to juggle Um, if anything it's giving him giving him sort of too many options Mm -hmm. Um, um, an embarrassment of not very riches (laughs) Well, nice.
1: um, but
2: well, well, I meant financially more than.
1: Anything. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so it helps those bigger clubs for the future as well because some of their younger players will get those more minutes. Because if there's a game where they're thinking, okay, actually, we, we've got this now, they can then blood those youngsters a little bit earlier and give them the minutes and experience that we we perhaps, well, we're having to do it, I suppose, because we've got no one else. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we won't be able to put them on the bench to intend to play them. Because we're never going to be like two or three goals up in any game this season, I don't think. Um, Matt is still very positive. <laughs> I miss you about something completely different. And I was like, I really hope you're staying motivated and, and getting some downtime. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm more motivated than ever. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right then. Um, but we're going to, well, there's two more little things to do with the uh, Wimbledon match. So I'm going to come back to you in a second for a couple of nominations for players of the day. Um thankfully there's only 2 of you on so I don't need to do it this week so yay. Um so I'll come back to you with a, two names each be one sec.
0: Now watch me do my
1: dance on the Right, who wants to do the easy one and go first? Shotgun. Go on.
2: <laughs> um I mean to be honest the only player who looked, who looked a threat in the attacking sense was Will Randall. Um yeah. and he kind of has kind of has been for most of the season when he's when he's been fit and available. Yeah. um so yeah Excellent. i mean he's he's been he's kind of been the one the one player who, i think who we can probably say has has stepped up this season mm-hmm. um from the level that he was showing last year because last year you you'd maybe get sort of a one you may you get one good perfor- performance in six or seven games maybe and then he'd mm-hmm. be drifting in and out of the side and but at least, but we had different options last year yeah um this year you're getting you're getting good performances on a much more consistent basis um he's given you a solid probably seven out of ten at least every week um mm-hmm. and he's and he's um chipping in with goals yes. um which given that nobody else seems seems to fancy scoring this <laughs> season um, he's top been scorer quite, now. quite useful yeah i
3: think so
1: yeah yeah with his corner I mean, I think He's top scorer with four um Gabriel, who's your first name
3: so that's um uh... An easy call for me again, Eastmond, because he's yes, uh, having his work ethics that is always there and he always gives 100% and also that he had the, uh, the biggest chance of uh, the game. Now, it wasn't his ball that was deflected by Wilson.
1: Was it him? Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was him.
3: I think it was him, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is how I recall
2: it. Yeah, it was his header from the corner.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay,
1: Steve, your second name
2: um ooh, it suddenly gets a lot harder um i'm actually going to say gonna nominate someone who didn't actually play very much but did actually change the change the impetus for us and that was donovan wilson okay. um the ball was sticking up front a lot better once once he was on um but he's not he's not a tall lad but he's he's learned um over the last 18 months or so how to play that back to goal striker role really mm-hmm. well i think um, he's very good at backing into defenders, making sure that they can't get around him. Um, yeah. So even when the ball's in the air, they're not going to be able to win a header. Um, because if they do, they're going to have to go through him. And that, that would mean giving away, giving away a cheap free kick. Um, so he's learned that, um, brought that to his game um, really well in the, last, in the last season or so. Um, yeah. so yeah, just, just makes, makes a huge difference for us.
1: Perfect. And Gabriel, your last name.
3: I would uh, go for Lovat because uh, he played consistently. He he wasn't expecting to play at all. To play, he was brought <laughs> yeah. to play a few minutes in in this team, and he has been consistently playing ninety minutes in the last five or six games at least. And uh, he plays good. He made a lot of progress. I saw him dribble against Rochdale. Uh, I saw him take shots sometimes. I think he has the potential to become a very good midfielder. On the other hand, as you said that uh, Ali and uh, Harry uh, are coming uh, in a few weeks, uh, he also has the potential to sit on the bench for the (laughs) next couple of months again and wait for his chance. But he, he did his job so far.
1: Yeah, I think we actually spoke about this at one of the games, didn't we, Steve, a couple of weeks ago, or months ago now. He's, he's one of those that like, he's never done anything wrong. You've never seen him in the team and gone, oh, what's he doing? Yeah. But because of who's coming back, you're like, yeah, he's going to end up dropping to the bed. I think he he might stay for, for Craig to have a little rest at some point when he gets his, his yellow card suspension or his birthday suspension. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I thought it was good. I'm going to give a little mention... To, to heart, I thought he played well um, not sure whether that's just because he caught my eye because he's not normally there, um, and so I was like oh, what's he doing there, but um, I, thought, I thought he played well and um, he seems to link up with Will quite well So, um, but the, the four I'll be putting up will be Will, Donovan and I'll spell his name right this time Um Craig and Adam, and everyone can have a little vote there, right, so for the last time, because we now bow out of the pizza cup So it's the last time for the Pizza Cup song. Say goodbye. master default damage power to the people's back once again will the pizza cup. master default damage the ill behaviors back once again will pizza cup. master default damage power to the people's back once again will pizza cup. master and I'm sure there's 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 ones of people going thank God for that this is no more <laughs> of the pizza cup master <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to listen to Sutton United Talk Time on podcast, the Sutton Podcast. If you are new to the show, hello, and you are very welcome. Hope you enjoy what we do. It's a very simple format. We get a few people on to talk about the game that's just gone, and then we preview the next game coming up. We are available on most podcast platforms where you can listen, rate and review. If you find that we're not on your preferred platform, please let me know and I'll sort that for you. If anyone would like to support the podcast, you can find out how with more information on the website, which is www.suttonpodcast.com. And there's a tab where you can find out how to be a guest as well. Please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok with the username at Sutton Podcast. Every like, follow and share is really appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. We do have a little break, and obviously because of that little break and my head is all over the place, I actually um, didn't arrange an, an opposition fan to come on because our next game is just so far away. Um, so it's Carlisle in a couple of weeks. Um, any early thoughts on that game?
2: Well, they've um, they've come into a bit of form, haven't they? They went to Salford and stuck four past them. Um, Every
1: team comes into form just before they play. Yeah, them.
2: so that's, um, that's concerning, um, given our Abject away record this season, um, but I think ultimately you get you now you now look at that game as kind of a bit of a free hit. Um, I mean, it's not it's not going to it's not going to be highly unlikely to be the same um, go the same way as it did last season, where we I mean we went up there and we just bullied them mm-hmm. um, two two nil massively flattered them, and um, they looked like a team that were that were banging trouble at, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you can imagine that from, from their perspective, they might take one look at us. If we, if, if we put in the sort of performance we have been putting in away from home, um, for a lot of this season, then they, then basically they're going to think, well, roles have roles have suddenly reversed, uh, this season. Um, cause they've been, they've been at it certainly the last five, six weeks or so they've been, they've been in very good form. Um, and yeah, it'd be fair to say that we haven't really.
1: Yeah. It's a bit stuttery, Gabriel.
3: So let's remember that before the two nil at Carlisle, we had also a four nil uh, here at Gander Green So they have uh, some revenge to do, also as Wimbledon had. Um, also, what is interesting is that they still have on the bench uh, mainly mainly on the bench, but he came and I think he scored also once. Uh, Tobias Silva, our mm-hmm. former player, which I am surprised that. Uh, Holds on so so well at this level, at the team that fights for the top positions.
1: Yeah, no, he's, 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 he went there. He did quite well straight away. Yeah,
3: yeah he got, he's he's got like, about got three, a couple. Yeah, yeah, he got three or four
2: goals in the first first few games, I think. Which but then he was I mean, like, dropped the, for
3: the, from the first eleven.
2: Yeah, always uh, always um, sort of gets you in, gets you in the fans' good books if you get get an early yeah. goal. I think because I think you got a last minute last-minute equaliser or last-minute winner in one of the games? I think there
1: was a couple like they got last-minute goals because it was at the same time we were scoring a lot of last-minute goals as well. Do you remember those good old days when we were scoring last-minute <laughs> goals? Back, back, not back, in the day,
2: back in the day where we could actually play beyond 80 minutes. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, and it seemed like he took that to to Carlisle as well, so it seemed quite fun at that time. Um, but yeah, just going just gonna to mention there was a nice little rumour on a Twitter account um, um, <laughs> earlier on that we're interested in the Barnet striker. But that wasn't the bit that was interesting to me. It was the, the fact that the, this account was claiming that because Sutton were flashing their eyelashes at a player, that the player was gonna, might go on strike to force a move to Sutton. <laughs> um, which is just, A, bizarre. And B, I think you said just before we started, Steve, that's not exactly the kind of player who's going to fit in at Sutton if he's threatening to go on strikes because he doesn't get his way. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean that that sort of attitude is um, yeah definitely going to go down well with um, with Matt and the and the rest of the squad. That's, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I, you can just imagine a couple of the players looking and going, Nah, well, that's, that's not happening around here. No. <laughs> Thank you I mean, very the guy, much. The
2: guy's like thirty, isn't he? I think he's he's twenty nine. Been 29. around a while. He's, he's,
1: his record this year is good because mm. um, I had a look and first thing that pops I mean, up, is they, I think
2: they've been all right this year, haven't they, Barnett?
1: Yeah, I think it's something like ten goals in fourteen games. And I was like, oh, blimey, no wonder we're
2: interested. Well, I mean, you come, look... come to the striker's graveyard that is Gandyman yeah. Lane.
1: Yeah, but then you look back and it's like, actually, his record isn't that good outside of this season. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, as you say, the, the striker's graveyard. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it just made me laugh that um, apparently we're so so big now that um, we, we, we can get linked with players going on strike to <laughs> to, to force a move to start. Yeah. Um, but that is it, gents. Um, there's not much more to say. Um, it's just, we can repeat some of these episodes and people won't really notice what we're doing. Um, it's a struggle this season. It's a slog. I, I keep saying it and I, I sort of said it last week and the week before. If the luck evens itself out over a season we are going to be in for a fantastic second half of the season because we have had really bad luck um, with injuries. And I know it's not what people want to hear or, or anything, but you can't Lose this many top players from any team without having thousands and thousands of pounds worth of talent on the bench, which we don't. Um, and who could foresee that was it four centre backs at one stage out injured, um, and um, f- three midfielders? So it's, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but thank you for your time, um, thank everyone for listening, and um, hopefully, I'll be back with something on Saturday I can't re- or Sunday. I can't remember what I've got planned, but it might be something planned, it might not, who knows. Um, but if not, I will be seeing you um, after the Carlisle match. A couple of quick things I forgot to do during the um, chat earlier. Um tried to avoid doing these recently after the potty mouth incident from a few weeks ago, but we'll give it a go and see if I can keep it clean and PG. The weekend, uh, no game, obviously, uh, but the youth team, or the academy team, sorry, have a match at 11 o'clock on Saturday. And um, the ladies team are at home at long last on Sunday with a 2 o'clock kick-off. Um, added bonus, if you get there early, you'll get to see me on the pitch trying to mess around with the goals and other such stuff, making a um, fool of myself, I'm sure. And getting it all horribly wrong and have to be rescued by someone. Um... Also, don't forget, like I forgot earlier, the Fans Forum, which is on Wednesday the 7th. Um, Ed and Claire will be on hand to hear all your match day experience feedback and help us make improvements. Thank you to my guests, thanks everyone for listening, and I'll see you soon. Bye bye.
0: Plus.